Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in here on this Thursday morning. Uh, the Bill Belichick news conference set to begin right about now. Uh, we might pull the audio up and just see if that's worth taking a drop into and see what he has to say. If it is more than six words put together at the same time, <laughs> we'll see uh, him. Of course, um, that'll be another record, by the way, if it is more than six words strung uh-huh. together that, yeah, that, that is just going to go into the NFL record books. <laughs> yeah. You think Andy Reid is a man of few words, Bill Belichick's <laughs> even worse. So we'll see what he has to say after uh, finding out today that they're going to be getting a different coach next year. Uh, okay. We have one story about Walmart and one story about Sam's club. We'll get to the Walmart story here in just a second. Um, particularly if you are do driving for DoorDash or Uber Eats or Walmart or any kind of grocery delivery, uh, we're going to want to talk to you coming up here. But Sam's Club is going to do something um, as we talk about like being able to use your card if you don't, having other people use your card and that kind of thing. They're instituting new technology where you won't have to check your receipt when you leave. Thank you, somebody, for finally figuring this out. I, I look, I'm not a, I've, I've had a Sam's Club membership before. I don't have one now. I do have one at Costco, and they do the same thing where you roll your card up and they look at your receipt and they look in your cart and then they swipe it, you know, they swipe it with a magic marker to let everybody know, yes, you did check out. And it's so. I, I, it's so cringy. I mean, every time I check out, I have to hand you my receipt so you know I didn't steal from you. That's not a great feeling when it, when you're being effectively accused of a crime before you, there's any evidence that you've committed one. So I'm glad that somebody figured out a way to stop that. Uh, what's funny is that if you um, just go to Walmart, I've never had a Sam's Club membership. But if you just go to Walmart, a lot of times at just the regular stores, they'll check your receipt when you're leaving. Oh, really? I've, I've I mean, not had that happen there. The Walmart that I usually go to is the, um, there's a, we don't have many of these anymore, but it's the one on the frontage road to I-35 at about 75th Street, just south of 75th Street. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. It's, it's not a grocery store and it's not a super Walmart. It's just the regular old Walmart that we used to have. And they won't always check your receipt, but if it looks like you've got a lot, They'll kind of randomly check and I, make sure that you paid for it. Yeah. The other thing that I can imagine that it wouldn't be, I guess, as bad is if it was for high dollar items. Like you're walking out of there with a TV and a, you know, and a big generator or something like that. Things that cost hundreds of dollars just to make them, just to make sure that you actually paid for that. That I could even stomach a little bit more than every person who walks out the door. So what they're going to do excuse me, instead, is they're going to have you walk through 
what looks like a metal detector like you would go through at TSA at the airport, except it will have the ability through AI and other technology that I don't understand, it'll have the ability to scan your receipt and know what you bought as you just walk through. Yeah. And they tested it out. And they said that for people that scan their receipt manually versus people that did this, the process worked the same. So they're still going to be checking. They're just they're not gonna be checking, but it's not going to hold you up. Right. Just walk through and you won't have to. It also just means it's going to do everybody instead of like whoever they decide to check. It also means they don't need to have a person there. That's true. Yeah. They, that's one fewer employee that they're going to have to pay to stand there by the door and just check people's receipts. And I'm, again, I'm not crazy about the idea that they're still checking, but at least if it's not obvious, and I, I believe Sam's Club is the same as Costco, where they do check every person who walks out the door. I believe right. they the, do the, too, the regular yeah. Walmart stores don't, but mm-hmm. it's just so annoying. And they they try to. I've I've actually had people try to pass this off as well. You know, they're they're also just making sure that you've got everything that you paid for on your receipt. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, they they look at one item, say, oh, right. oh yeah, that's on here. Okay. Especially if it gets busy, they're not looking through your entire cart to to tabulate everything that you paid for. So it seems kind of pointless anyway. They're not doing math. They're just checking for if you've got a big, if you get a laptop or you've got a gazillion pack of Gatorade or whatever it is. They're just checking to make sure that that's, yeah, yeah, they're just checking to make sure that that's on your receipt. So they're going to start this in 10 stores and then they expect it to go into every Sam's club. And to my knowledge, this is the first time we've seen this kind of technology used for this. In fact, I can't think of another situation that's not the airport or like a sporting event where you go through a metal detector. Yeah. It's that's not what this is, but that's what it looks like. Right. Is is that kind of thing. And how, uh, how adept are they going to be at hiding it? Or do they it even want to? It doesn't look like they're hiding it at all. Yeah, or do they even want to? I mean, maybe that's the kind of thing they want out there. So that if you are stealing from them, you're going to see that thing and go, mm, maybe that thing's going to catch me. Uh, yeah, these are bright blue Sam's Club blue, and you cannot miss them. Yeah. So um, it appears as though uh, Robert Kraft talked. Maybe Bill Belichick just stood there and, and didn't talk. <laughs> yeah, and Bill this is just, over already. Okay, so Bill, I was watching it because I was like, oh, we can pull it in. We can get the audio. And Robert Kraft finished, the owner of the, of the Patriots, finished his comments, and then he went to go give uh, Bill Belichick a handshake, and he gave him a hug. And he ended the press conference by saying, I would kiss Bill, but he has a cold, so I'm not going to do that. And then they walked off the stage and together. Belichick did not say a word? <laughs> he didn't say Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then why go? Why be there? I, yeah. Uh... Oh wow! You remember that scene in the in the very first episode of The Good Wife, <laughs> where where she's standing there as he's giving the press conference, yes. talking about how he cheated on her. <laughs> yeah, it almost seems like that. Like Bill's going, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. How did I get myself into this mess with this guy? <laughs> yeah, wow! I can't believe he didn't. Say- now he can claim sore throat. You know, voice didn't work. I guess. Mm-hmm. Did he look happy? Did he look? Yeah, they, they were smiling. They were having a good time. Really? Well, that's that is a record. Then I've never seen <laughs> Bell. Bell. I've seen him give like post Super Bowl win press conferences where he still didn't look happy. So I've seen him smile. There's a good video of him and Randy Moss at some Halloween party back in the early 2000s. That's pretty good. Oh, I need to see that. Yeah, I'll find it for you. Okay, thanks. Isn't um, Aaron Hernandez the documentary I just watched? Yeah, he played for the Patriots, right? Yes. 
That's why. Okay. His entire that, career. Yeah. That's where I learned a lot about Bill Belichick was how Bill, how, just how seriously, I mean, I kind of knew that already, but just what kind of a guy Bill Belichick is and how seriously he takes that team and how it's just a different, it's a different thing than when you play for anybody else. Yeah. He's, so. He has taken reticence to a new level. Anyway. All right. Well, that does that. Not, not even four words to dip into and, and play with him, but that's fine. Nope. No big deal there. Okay. If you drive for a service where there's tipping involved, some kind of delivery service in which there's tipping, I want to talk more about this because there's a story out of Business Insider talking about the term tip baiting, which is not a new idea, but it's the idea that you put in an order that's going to be delivered and you put in what might be a big tip. And that way it gets a driver to take your order because I think they're going to get the big tip. And then you can change that tip up to a certain amount of time and you do. And so it baits them with a big tip that you end up not giving them. And apparently the spark platform on Walmart is really bad about it. Yeah, because they give you 24 hours to rescind your tip, which is crazy. I, and and look, I don't know how to fix this because if, if you don't allow the consumer to put in, okay, if you bring me my groceries, I'm going to tip you 25% or 20% or whatever it is. Then, you know, if you take that ability to kind of pre-tip away, then it's not going to allow the drivers to prioritize what they want to do with their routes. But if you do it that way, and then you give people the ability to rescind their tip, this is going to happen where they're going to put in, yeah, I'll pay you 50% of the, of the total cost of it. You bring me my stuff. And then you just take all of it back away. But then if you go the next step and, and take away the ability for people to rescind their tips at all, that means they could end up getting half their order and would still be on the hook not only for the full amount, but also for the big tip. So I don't know what the solution is to this. We'll get to your calls here in a second. I, I have two thoughts about it. One is in response to that question, can you um, $50 order from Walmart, let's say you're tipping 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's 20%. Can you make it so that you can only change or take away like half of the tip you promised? Like if you promise 10 bucks up front, five of it's got to stay. You can only change the second, the other half. So that at least they're still getting something. Yeah. So they're getting a minimum amount so that you can't just take away the whole 10 bucks. We just got to text it. And that's not a bad idea. Uh, it's not going to solve the problem, but it, at least it would make sure that the people who think they're going to get paid are going to get paid at least part of it. Somebody just texted in and said DoorDash does not allow customers to take back their tips. Is that new? Because I can remember maybe a year, year and a half ago on this very subject, talking to DoorDash drivers who were angry about this. I think they may have changed their policy. If so, I would love to know what they changed it to, how it all works now. The other thing I wonder about is why 24 hours and how much of the problems that I'm going to get to your calls, but how much of the problems that, that you as drivers deal with or that you as customers get are the driver's fault? Because I feel like you probably make problems, the driver's fault that are same thing that we do with waiters and waitresses. Yes. We take back tip or don't tip as well because that's the only person we can take it out on. When it's not all their fault. Sure. Yeah. If your steak isn't cooked correctly, well, your server right. didn't cook the steak. Right. Right. So go complain to the manager. Let's go to Stacy in Independence and see what she's got going on. Hi, Stacy. Hey, how are you guys? Good. What do you know? Great. Um, I just, I'm an Instacart shopper and I actually, two days ago had this happen to me. I had someone put like a $60 tip 
I went and shopped a really big order, wasted a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like a stay-at-home mom, so I do this on part-time, you know, for my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I waited for that tip to come, and they took it away. Uh... I shopped that order for Steen. I do this often. Um, but this isn't the only problem, though, the tip baiting. I also have issues with one customer who will order something, and then she reports her order not delivered. And then she actually creates a whole new account and just keeps doing it over and over again. How do you, let me ask you a couple of questions. First of all, you say say you're a DoorDash shopper. Does that mean you actually walk into the store and walk down the aisles and buy all the stuff and then deliver it? Um, I'm actually an Instacart shopper. Instacart, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. So, yeah, so I go in and I shop, I mean, sometimes all the way up to 225 items. I mean, it can be really big and it can be really small, but people... do yeah. do that very often, and it's very unfortunate because nobody will take the order sometimes if there's not a tip. So if they put the tip and then take it away, their order is guaranteed to come to them, you know, but so, then they have right. the ability to take it back. <laughs> so when it comes to the second thing that you said, where uh, you've got this customer that will report an order and say you never delivered it at all, so they get refunded, you don't get paid. Is there yeah. is there any way that uh, Instacart has it so that you can prove that you delivered the order, take a picture of it on the porch or whatever, and prove that you did it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I leave a picture every single time, um, and then she just says that she didn't get it. And I've also, like, when her order will pop up, I will grab it because I don't want another Instacarter to get, like, deactivated over it, you know, because you can yeah. get deactivated real quick. Um, so I will take her order, and she'll actually drop the order and cancel it because she knows that I'll report her. See, the other question I have about that is um, – yeah. Do, does Instacart have a system similar to like Airbnb has it where you review each other? You know, do you have a way to know if there are other customers who have done this, who have promised no. a tip and then didn't deliver it? Um, other than maybe like a Facebook group or like Reddit. Other than that, no. There's really so there's not. no star rating as a customer or reviews as a customer like that? No, like there's reviews for me, but no, definitely not for customers. So okay. I have I have 75 five stars. I'm a 5.0 shopper, and like it's it's really frustrating. And also, yeah. people don't take their jobs very serious. I have plenty of people that actually go back and tip me extra because of how great of a job that I do. Nice. You have people that are like bagging like ground beef with pork or fruit, you know. And some people just do it for real quick, easy cash, and like that's why a lot of customers do what they do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. But how do you protect yourself? I mean, is there any way that you can protect yourself and make sure that you don't get shafted, or at least not more often than anybody else does? I'm just really careful about what I do, and I just make sure I take a picture of everything and just prove, you know, that it was there. It's really hard. Um, and also, people can hack your account. I have picked up an order before, and the customer will be like, can you call me? But there's no really reason to call anybody because you can, like, talk to them in, like, through the app. Um, but my husband and I actually had someone hack it. And, like, we got – we couldn't get into the account. It was the weirdest thing. Like, we didn't wow. – I, I don't know how to explain it. But, yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> wow. Well, Stacy, thanks. I, I hope that, it, that the majority of your shoppers or the majority of your customers are much better than that. And thank you very much for giving us a skinny on it. Yeah, no problem. You guys have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Stacey. Take care. You too. So here's the other suggestion I'll make then. Can we institute that system? Like as a, as a rider on Uber, you have a rating. Can we do the same thing for customers of other services like that? So that other dri- so you can get away with that one time then where you promise a big tip and don't do it again. 
But after that, other drivers are going to know. Unless you do like the woman that she was talking about does, where you just, as soon as you get reported, you shut that account down and then start a right. new one under another name. But yeah, right. not, not everybody is going to do that. And the, eventually the word of your address is going to get out there. We need to get to a break. Josh, hang on the line. Uh, if you have more insights, we'll get to more of your calls next on KMBZ. Story came to us out of Business Insider. <clears throat> Seems to be a particularly big problem with Walmart Spark, where customers will order groceries or whatever it is, and they will promise a pretty big tip, and they have 24 hours to change it. So in order to entice a driver, they'll promise a big tip, and then either change it dramatically or just cut it entirely. Yeah, just rescind it. So yeah, is there any way to make this system work better so that you still know who the good tippers are going to be and they still have some insurance that they're going to get their entire order, but it's going to take this ability to tip bait away. Josh is in the Northland and has a few things to say about it. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. So I did, my, my girlfriend did Instacart, and then I tried it out. I tried this Spark based on a couple of friends. Uh, I haven't touched either one of those in months. I've been doing door dashing until the weather gets better and I can get back to construction. Door to, the only way that you're going to be able to fix it is to not allow people to do it. DoorDash, I, I've done, you know, in the past few months, I, I think I'm creeping up on 2,000 deliveries. I've never had a single order that I've done where I accept it, and then after I deliver it, the tip's gone or it's cut in half or it, it's lower. Um, as far as, like, if items are missing from the order, I know, like, I've gone to McDonald's, and they're like, my ice cream machine's down. And I'm like, well, okay. So I called the support, and they're like, well, they'll just report it, and we'll give them the money for it not being in the order. Um, I, I, the only way you're going to be able to fix it is to not allow people to do that. I can't believe any of the anyone's doing any of these other delivery services other than DoorDash just because that happens. Like the lady was saying before, Instacart. You know, you're in, you're, you drive to the store, you're shopping. By the time you, from driving to the store and getting to the person's house and unloading the groceries, that's two, three hours sometimes. And then you don't make anything because they take it all away. Yeah. And it's, it's disgusting that people are doing it. But I mean, you give people a way to take advantage of something, it's people. They're, they're going to do it. Should they not have the ability to tell you, to promise you a tip before you do the job? Uh, see, I don't really agree with that either. Personally, like I, I've, I've had conversations with friends about it, like, like DoorDash. I've never actually ordered on DoorDash. I, I guess there's all kinds of fees and everything where DoorDash is just making money. And then our base pay as drivers is only $2. Like I, 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 I like the way DoorDash operates. Okay. That, that's why I've stuck to it and stayed away from everything else. Like I said, an order will pop up. I have the ability to decline it if I don't want to. Now you have like an acceptance rating and a completion rating, but you can see what the tip is and how much you're going to make off of that delivery and how far you're going to have to drive altogether and everything. I They, they by far have the best system for, okay. for being a driver. All right. Hey, Josh, uh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, again, it just seems like there's a disconnect between – having this problem and not being able to find a decent fix that's going to serve everybody's needs who's involved in it. Um, let's get one more quick call on here before we go to a break. How about Jason in Parkville? Hey, Jason. 
Hey guys, um, so I was listening to uh, uh, your program and has uh, my experiences with DoorDash and as a person who has ordered food recently, um, I had ordered some Chipotle and when it when it uh, arrived at my place, uh, from what I could see, it looked like half of it had been like scooped out of it or taken away. Oh wow! And so. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed after waiting for some Chipotle. You're really looking forward to it. So I called up the customer support on DoorDash and said, I do not want them to have my $5 tip. I want it back. And they gave it back to me. Yeah, in, in a situation like that, yeah, where, where there's something obviously wrong with the order and you can show it. Yeah, yes. I, I, I see that that to me, though, goes back to the ability or the, the fact that you promised a tip beforehand. I just don't think it should be that way. That way you still have the power to say, OK, half of my order is gone. I'm not tipping you. But you didn't promise them anything anyway. You didn't bait them into taking your order. No, no. And, and I guess that's the difference. Yeah, is I didn't bait them with five dollars to get them to get my food to me quickly. I just did five bucks. I figured that's like at least the minimum you can tip them. And sure. There you go. But when I was when I saw that the food wasn't there, it, it I mean, obviously, I had the really customer service wasn't on my side. I'll say that with DoorDash, they're definitely not trying to take away the chips and everything. But uh, it it is it is possible, I guess, when it's a legitimate problem, you just call yeah. customer service and they'll take care of you. All right, good deal, Jason. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you got made whole. But I'm sorry you didn't get all your Chipotle. <laughs> Sounds good now, doesn't it? All right, thanks to everybody for getting in. Coming up, uh, we'll switch gears to this story out of the West Coast. Man's family was told that he died and were given his cremated remains. He wasn't dead. It wasn't him. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in. Next story takes us yet again to Portland, Oregon, weirdly. Uh, And it's out of the Daily Mail. So you have a 23-year-old Oregon man whose family was told... Uh, your relative has died, and here are his cremated remains. Three months later, 
it turns out he was alive the whole time. Yeah, and they had to obviously make a lot of apologies and a lot of re-notifications because there was somebody dead in this story. What happened was this 23-year-old guy had had some problems in his life. He had some substance abuse problems. He had become homeless and was at a shelter when all of a sudden he noticed that his food benefits had been cut off. So he starts doing the investigation and saying, okay, well, why, am I, why are my food benefits cut off? I'm still supposed to be receiving this. Went down to DHS and was told, uh, our computer says you're dead. And that's when the mystery deepened, not only for him, but for his family, because he didn't know at that point how to get a hold of them. So later, um, officials from the medical examiner's office found him at this recovery center. So he's got some substance abuse issues and hadn't been in touch with his family in several years, which is partially how this was able to happen. Um, the medical examiner's office finds him at the recovery center and admitted they had wrongfully declared him dead. And we got to talk about the way that that declaration was made because they said they had a dead guy who had on him when he died, uh, Tyler Chase is, is the, the guy's name who was not dead. They had Chase's wallet on him along with a temporary ID inside. And because he had the ID on him, they assumed that's who it was. Yeah, and what they think happened is that somehow Tyler Chase, and again, this had all happened months before, so he may very well have forgotten that somebody lifted his wallet. Somebody at the at the shelter had stolen his wallet from him. That's the guy who died. And the thing about that temporary ID is there's no picture on it. So when they right. opened the wallet and saw the temporary ID, they said, oh, this must be this guy. And the notification was made. His remains were cremated and given to this other family. When they realized their mistake, it took a lot to kind of get everything back sorted out. I have many questions. Among them, the process for making an identification of a person who has died. We don't know how they did it, but they eventually figured out the identity of the person who was actually who had actually passed. Mm -hmm. Now you have this person who died three months ago, whose family doesn't know it. Again, I would love to, I wish I knew that part of the story, who maybe didn't want him cremated. I mean, who, you know, who had no say in that process. And they may not have anyway, because the way the story is worded is that the family of Tyler were notified that he had already been cremated. So that that may be just something that they do when somebody homeless or somebody in a shelter dies. They just automatically go through that process, cremate him because it's, it's likely cheaper uh, than maintaining some kind of, you know, potter's field or something like that. So they, uh, yeah, they, they may not have had any say, but you're right. They found out that their relative had died months after he died. How do you make sure who a person is uh, that that was a weird way to put that but i think you know where i'm going yeah how do you confirm the real identity of a person one of the things they bring up in here is fingerprints yes there's a story out of uh, story somewhere today that says they have figured out that your fingerprints may not be unique as we thought but the other part of that being if you've never had a reason to be fingerprinted your fingerprints aren't in the i've been background checked for my teaching license yeah multiple times um, my fingerprints are in a system somewhere, but if you've never had a reason to be background checked or you've never been arrested, your fingerprints are, exist nowhere in a database. Yeah, mine aren't. 
Mine are nowhere. I mean, I've never been fingerprinted in my entire life, going all the way back to when I was 13 in eighth grade. They had some kind of system where they were encouraging parents to have their kids fingerprinted for identification purposes and things like that. And my parents went, are you out of your mind? No, that's not happening. So, uh, yeah, my fingerprints are on record nowhere. If they had this same situation pop up and it was me, They'd have no idea how to find out if it really was. But they said, yeah, if somebody dies and the only identification you have is a non-picture ID, then before you make an official identification, you have to use fingerprints to see if you can find out who it is. Okay, so let's say you're the, the identity of the person you're trying to figure out is John Grayson. Fingerprints don't work. Then what do you do? Mm-hmm. He's found there's no ID on him. I don't have and, ancestry or 23andMe right. or there's no Your DNA, DNA record. isn't anywhere. Nope. So DNA is not going to work. What do you do then? <laughs> Dental records? I mean, it maybe. sounds silly, but maybe that's the maybe. next the next way to go is try to find out if you can get a match that way. And I know that's complicated, but it's an important thing to get right. Yeah. And the fact that they just assumed based off this ID, it didn't occur to them that it could have been stolen. Sure. And if you've got somebody who is, uh, you know, homeless and uh, who knows, maybe has some kind of, of mental defect or something like that, that, that they're not completely there and wouldn't have been able to help you even if they were still alive. The idea, uh, the idea that that person is going to be in some system somewhere, maybe they will, maybe they won't. If they've had drug problems before, they may have had a run in with the law. But this kid was 23, is 23. Yeah. He's still the, the one who's still alive. Still very much 23. Yeah. Yeah. He's still very much 23 and very much still alive. And somebody asked on the text line, did, did they get the identity of the person whose remains, whose cremains they actually were? They did. They've not released that. So we don't know <laughs> who it was. But they mm-hmm. said that they did finally find out who that person was and made identification to his family. Finally, after months and months and months of them not knowing that he had died. What if the family of Tyler Chase had already spread those ashes somewhere? Oh, wow. Hadn't even thought of that. Barium is easy, right? Because you can just, you can, you can dig them up. But what if they, you know, they live in Oregon. Maybe they decided to spread the ashes over the Pacific Ocean or the Columbia River or Multnomah Falls or whatever's over there. So the ashes are gone now. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, thankfully that wasn't the case here, but it would be incredibly easy for that to happen in a case like this where you've got the wrong person's remains. Yeah. And you know, what do you do again, even going with something like dental records, not everybody has those for sure. Yeah. Especially if you've maybe been homeless or, you know, yeah, that's, that's completely reasonable to think. I mean, this is why we have pauper cemeteries. Yep. The people that you cannot identify, which would have been a shame if Tyler chase really had died. He had family. You know, I mean, there are people who who have family out there. You just got to figure out who they are to be able to to connect them that way. Yeah, I'm glad they finally got it straightened out, but they need to. It sounds like they're already on their way to putting systems in place to try to make sure this doesn't happen again. But it is a very difficult job when you're dealing with somebody who just has no record of their existence anywhere. Lawsuit. Yeah. Who's filing a lawsuit here? Both families? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the mental trauma of being told that you had a relative who died, even if you'd not been in touch with them for years, doesn't Mm -hmm. really make any difference. It's still traumatic. When you find out that somebody (laughs) ostensibly died at age 23, that's a terrible thing to have to live through. Think about what that would have done to his parents. Yeah. And then to find out three months later, whoopsie, the son you haven't talked to in a few years. So that's a complicated relationship as it is. 
is alive, not dead. By the way, Tyler Chase probably also has a case because of the trouble he had getting food benefits because he wasn't dead. Sure. And now they're going to have to make that good, too. Oh, good luck. We've heard that story before about how when you've been declared dead, but you're not really dead, how to get that fixed. Good luck in trying to figure that one out. Thankfully, he's got two agencies who know better now, and maybe that'll help him. But then again, bureaucracy is bureaucracy, and maybe it won't. If you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Coming up, we will talk about the sentence given to two guys who decided to race at a stoplight, and it went horribly wrong. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. When I heard this next story, boy, it sounded eerily like something that we've talked about happening in Florida. Uh, this story was actually out of the UK, and I wanted to talk about it because of the sentence. It, it, basically, community service. I mean, it wasn't that, but it was an incredibly light sentence that was given to two strangers, two guys that are in fast cars that meet at a stoplight and decide to race. And they're getting down the road a little bit. It's a 51-year-old and a 26-year-old guy did not know each other. We're driving competitively when they mowed down an 81-year-old woman who was walking home from praying. Yeah, she was she was at a Sikh temple, according to uh, witness statements and things like that. And she was just, like you said, just on her way home, crossing the road. And they said one of the cars swerved out of the way, ended up on the wrong side of the road when he saw her. The other one didn't and it couldn't get out of the, out of the way in time. She was killed. And they said it was very simple. It's exactly what you would think. It was the excessive speed that caused them to run her over. Uh, according to her family, she was a deeply religious woman, and on the day of the accident, she was on her way home from the Gurdwara. Uh, days and weeks after their death, uh, they say, according to the family, were really tough. Yeah, I would imagine they are. As well as trying to come to terms with their loss, they had to deal with an ongoing police investigation. So that's where we are with that. What did these two end up with? And I want to be clear um, real quick that one of the guys, they did see her. It was too late. One of the guys, because there's CCTV footage, hit his brakes really hard when he saw her, and he swerves and narrowly misses her. Him swerving causes the other guy to swerve to get out of the way of the vehicle, and that's when he swerves on the wrong side of the road and hits the woman. Six years and eight years is what they got. No, excuse me. They were jailed for six years and banned from driving for eight years. They both pleaded guilty to causing death by dangerous driving. Six years? Yeah. When you have somebody that ended up dead because you were stupid. Um, I mean, this wasn't in the U.S. This would have been, this is one of the rare times where I'll say the sentence, if this had been in the U.S., would have been worse, I think. It would have been reckless driving. There would have been law. There would have been driving charges, vehicular charges on this as well. Yeah. It just seems like causing death by dangerous driving isn't enough i mean i like that they're losing their licenses for a while they'll probably drive anyway even after they get out yeah they're gonna have eight more years where they're not going to be able to drive a car but i'm with you i mean six years when when somebody died who didn't have to die then i i he i mean think about how that reflects again on her family on the dead woman's family that they're sitting there going, you did, you killed my mother and you're going away for six years and that's all? I just, um, I don't, I don't know why guys do this. I don't, I, 
and why you don't think about the like I don't know if this was in the middle of nowhere it doesn't sound like it I mean because if she was out and, and coming home from prayer then this isn't just out on a country road somewhere mm-hmm. and why you think you're not Something like this isn't going to happen. No, I, I look, I love going fast as much as anybody does. I love racing as much as anybody does. I do not race on the street. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, but you've got to be in some kind of competitive atmosphere to be able to do that safely. We all know that. I mean, I'm not breaking ground here for anybody. And I've, I've been challenged. I mean, I've driven fast cars before. I've had guys come up to me and rev the engine at the lights. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you win. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, <laughs> you just you, go right ahead. You're, yeah. you're, the, you're the champion, buddy. You won already. You don't even have to worry about it. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, people are enraged about that sentence, as you would imagine. And I, what I assume happened is they were facing tougher charges, and pleaded it down, and pleaded it, plead, pleaded guilty to a lesser charge. Given the yeah, given that they both put in guilty pleas, I'll bet that's exactly yeah. what happened. It, it is also interesting that they were given the same sentence, given the fact that one of them hit her and the other one didn't. Yeah, they must have figured. I wonder if the other one was the one that initiated the race. Oh, could be. Right. I don't know, and but it, I. It, it might have been the other guy. And it may not matter, but it might. And if if it had been, I mean, the, I guess you could look at it and say, look, if they had not been racing and they both were willing participants in street mm-hmm. racing, if they had not been racing, she would be alive. Therefore, both of them are responsible. Yeah, it took two of them for that to be able to happen. All right, we need to correct ourselves from uh, earlier this hour. Um, again, the news was uh, came out this morning. It was one of the first first things I saw on Twitter this morning was uh, Bill Belichick's out as uh, head coach of the Patriots. They're saying it was a mutual, amicable decision. Take that however you want. Um, there was a very, very brief news conference at 11 o'clock. It must have started while we were in news because we didn't hear the very beginning of it. Bill Belichick, in fact, did say a couple of words. Um, and we can and finally to the fans, um, you know, the fans here are amazing. Um, you know, there's so many memories of the fans, the, the send offs, um, the parades, um, the Sundays, you know, whatever the, whatever the situations are, um, the letters of support, uh, the, you know, seeing the fans, you know, away from here, you know, at a gas station or a grocery store, or, you know, where would you bump into them? Uh, Patriot fans here and not just in New England, but. Uh, they extend nationally and even internationally uh, as I've traveled. Uh, it's amazing how far the, the arm reaches. We saw that this year in, in Germany. So, uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team. And uh, it's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to move on. And um, I look forward and excited for the future, um, but always very, very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and, you know, the, what Robert, what you've done for me. Thank you. Boy, that's effusive for Bill. Wow. That was a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Our, our apologies. He did, in fact, speak, and boy, did he sound excited. So... It does leave open the question, what happens now? Does he yeah. go back into the college ranks? Does he get another NFL job? Does he just retire? I mean, what does Bill Belichick have left to prove, aside from being able to win a championship without Tom Brady? I hope that he starts a podcast with Nick Saban. <laughs> that would just make my entire Well, so is done, yeah. Uh, real quick, a couple more announcements about the Chiefs game on Saturday. Uh, they are going to let you bring in cardboard. They just made that announcement. 
Still no carpet, so. though, right? No carpet, but you can bring in cardboard. Uh, they will allow you to bring portable chargers and non-dry cell batteries for power-heated apparel. Um, you can bring in blankets without zippers or compartments over your shoulder during security screening, and they will have warming stations all over. Good. I saw wind chill of 21 below zero for Saturday There, it, it was, we were talking about yesterday, the, the, uh, secondary market for tickets out on StubHub and Ticketmaster and all of those. This is the lowest price of all of this weekend's games. And it has nothing to do with fandom. It has nothing to do with how you know gung-ho the Chiefs fans are. It has everything in the world to do with the weather. If you ever want to see Patrick Mahomes play in a postseason game, this is your weekend. <laughs> Texas guy that he is. Yes, Bundle absolutely. Up. <laughs> but do it. Yes. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll take a break. How uh, artificial intelligence is changing the way you function in the kitchen. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 